like a five-year-old at a metal concert. It's the American Pale Males podcast. Oh, yeah. I showed you that picture, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. With me, <laughs> Michael, and the other host. The interrupting cow. Jeremy. <laughs> Moo. Moo. Yeah. 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 I forgot yeah, about that. So, that was yeah, so. Yeah. That was the last uh, last week. That's what the audience heard. Uh, was oh, the, yeah. Kind of the prelude to that show you went yeah, to. Yeah, it was fun. Yes. It sounded uh, like a good time, and you said there was a five-year-old there too. So yeah, they uh, they there was a very I, I believe they said she was five, and she was some irresponsible parent had her hanging on the rail, up <laughs> in front, and they said you know like oh thank you for coming Madison yes because they're Swedish, and uh, <laughs> and then they're like yeah but you're not our biggest fan and our biggest fan is up here Dad can we bring her up Dad. And so there was a very small girl who, you know, responsibly had the the little kid muffs on, and they brought her on stage for the final song and gave her some stuff, and the crowd started chanting the kid's name, and it was adorable. I don't know, if it was anything harder than Sabaton, I don't know if I would have been okay with it, Right. but they're pretty dorky, so it's, it's okay. Yeah. A lot of camaraderie going on at that show. Did I show you the video of, like, the eight lame metalheads all headbanging in unison with arms locked around one another. <laughs> I, I have yet to see that video, but you did describe that scene to me. So, uh, during Creator, one of the uh, the opening, ba- co-headlining, I suppose, uh, old school German thrash band, uh, such songs as Pleasure to Kill, Satan is Real, Totalitarian <laughs> Terror, World War Now, it, you, you get the drift. They had some pretty big uh, mosh pits open up. And I don't know if you've been to the Orpheum. I don't believe you have, if memory serves. But it's a pretty mm. wide place. And I suppose they take out the seats that are up in the front to avoid uh, damage to the seats. So there's a big open area in the front of the of the theater. And then there's barricade, and then there's the band. But there's a pretty big mosh pit would open up, and then it would die off because their fans are all old. And so there, there's a moment where there would be like... Eight bevested uh, old metalheads, long hair. Lo- oh boy, long hair! Like uh-huh. one would just be standing in the middle of it by himself, just head banging his for his life, and then like another one would come up and throw his arm around him until there was like an eight-person long rockets line, all head banging <laughs> like dorks. And I have video of it, and it's delightful. <laughs> oh, it ha- that does sound. Delightful. It happens several times. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Moving right along, <laughs> do you have a uh, beer brag this week? I do. Uh, to continue from what feels like forever ago, Cousin and Grubs of the show stopped by a couple weeks back, and they, they dropped off some beer. I believe I talked about Overhaze at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one that they brought me was a Panther Like a Panther by Pipeworks Brewing. Now, for, the, for you, know, you, Michael... Uh, Panther Like a Panther is a song by Run the Jewels off Run the Jewels 3. That's a rap duo, right? It, it is a rap duo. Thank you, Michael. They had uh, several breweries brew their own version of it. So like one is a stout, one is a porter. It's just various versions of dark beer. What makes this one unique is that uh, I had the variant, I suppose, from Pipeworks in Chicago, which is why I was able to get it. Mm, okay. And uh, the description is, it's a porter blended with barrel-aged beer. Okay. So, I've, I'd have i never had, like, a barrel-aged porter before. 
mm-hmm. which is kind of what this one is going for, but it's it's weird and it's I can honestly say I've never had anything like it before because it's it's got the body and sort of the the relatively lean profile of a porter compared to you know the barrel aged beer, which gave it the whiskey ish rum ish molasses e taste that one would expect with like a uh, uh, like a Dark Lord or something like that. Mm-hmm. The mixture of the two is a little unsettling. It, it's kind of an uncanny valley feeling. It kind of feels like there's a, it's Budweiser trying to make a barrel-aged beer. Okay, yeah. Where, the, where they have like the, the barrel-aged flavoring that they just dump into like an Amberbach or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but the more it, the, it'll warm up a little bit, and the more you drink it, the more you can tell that like, oh yeah, there there are the roasty notes of a porter. And there is just, you know, the the thick-as-all-get-out version of the barrel-aged beer. So, hmm. incredibly unique. And uh, side note, Michael, yes. uh, check the Twitter account. I just tweeted you that video. Okay. <laughs> but, but while we keep talking, uh, I'll let you check that out. But there's another beer brag, Michael. Um, Ooh, back-to-back beer brags. Back-to-back. So, well, this one's not exactly uh, a beer yet, but... Oh, oh, ah, okay, go on. Yeah, you like you like that, didn't you? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, for the past several years, a friend of the show, Steve, and I have taken the occasion of March Madness, which is starting as of this recording, to brew a beer and generally slack off on a Friday afternoon. This year, we are jumping the bandwagon, and we're going to attempt to make a New England IPA. Oh, the the latest craze. It is the latest craze. Um, it's going to require an absurd amount of hops. Yes. I sent you, or at least I rather I shared the uh, recipe with you and Steve after I had written it out. But mm-hmm. I really tried to go in the weeds on this one, and get like the gravity down to the thousandth of a uh, decimal point. Ooh. I tried to get the gravities right. I tried to get the percentages right. So I looked up a few different New England IPAs that I could find their ratios for. So basically, how much of the gravity comes from pale malt? How much comes from wheat? How much comes from yada, yada, yada? So basically, are you seeing the video? <laughs> yes, I just watched the video, yes. <laughs> It's delightful. Uh, yeah. Feel free to retweet that so the crowd can see that. Okay. Um, so it's basically you, I have this, what's been described as the, the Bible of designing beers by a few people called Designing Great Beers by some guy whose name I forget. And it's got a, it's a whole bunch of charts. It's a whole bunch of math. It's a whole bunch of basically. It says, you know, all right, if you if you do all grain, assume that you get, you know, this much out of flaked wheat. Assume you get this much gravity out of it. And so it's you you multiply your proportions, you subtract. It's a lot of crap. I'll save you the boringness. But we tried doing a dry hop on a previous beer. I think we did that on dot 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 and what a boy. Mm-hmm. Siphoning that off gets to be really, really difficult. Oh because yeah, because you just you get a ton. You just get a ton of sludge in there. So, uh, when I was reading through Homebrew Talk forums or homebrewtalk.com, I believe it's called, mm-hmm. th- I kept seeing reference to the whirlpool idea. Which, once you're done brewing, the idea is that you swirl your spoon around the outside to make a whirlpool, right? Uh-huh. Common sense would say that all of the solid material would go to the outside of it, but Contrary to popular belief, it makes a cone in the middle. Like the garbage pile in the ocean. Uh, sure, yeah. That sounds right. There was a bunch of big science crap that I found that explained why that happens, but I am I hated physics, 
<laughs> okay. So I'm just going to assume it works. Um, I tried it with some loose leaf tea the other day, and it does in fact work. Oh. I had seen, looked up a few videos on how to do this because you know when you don't know how to do something, you go to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's the today's mantra. A lot of people had specialized paddles, so like a three-inch wide round paddle that's uh, perforated, attached to a big long metal rod, I guess, that has oh, like a yeah. drill chuck on it. Oh, gee whiz. Yeah, so you put... Just, <laughs> yeah, and you just blast it, and you get the a big whirlpool motion going on, and then you pull the paddle out, and you let the whirlpool run itself out, and then after things settle, there's supposed to be a cone of trub in the middle. I see. Now, we don't have one of these paddles, and they appear to cost about $45 a piece, so unless I can get my father to fabricate one at a metal shop, which is possible... Uh-huh. We're just going to have to try it with the regular old Bruin paddle, which oh, yeah. I'm told is possible. You just got to stir around the outside real good and get it, uh, I was going to say cooking, but that's not the proper word in this context. <laughs> You're done with the cooking at this it, point. Precisely. You just get it going real hard after flame out, and you just let it settle out for like 20 minutes, which is essentially what the, the Big Grove Brewers told me when I accosted them at Beer Fest this past year. Aha. Uh-huh. So I'm going to try that and hope that it, means we get a higher volume out of our beer. I attempted yeah. to com- I attempted to compensate for that in our calculations. And uh given that hops can be prohibitively expensive. I saw that. So in the write up you have <laughs> in the price saving move, I suggest we get a pound of citra hops from Amazon. We did that. And, um Oh, so you do that, that's yes, awesome. There there's a pound of citra hops sitting in Steve's uh fridge right now. Cuz I'm also seeing you got Six ounces at flame out. So yes, that's, that's like double the amount of hops just used in a regular brew. Really. I know, right? And that's just all going in at the end. You also have additional hops at the beginning and in the uh, middle. Oh wow! Yeah, we're going to use a small amount of uh, bittering hops in Warrior because, from what I can gather, it's a it's a relatively neutral bittering mm-hmm. hop, and I really like Citra. That's the I believe that's the golden goose behind uh, uh, Pseudo Sue. Yes, yeah. Uh, just a nice single hop IPA, and we're going to hop the bejesus out of it and hope that it works. And if it doesn't, yeah. I'll give Steve $25 for the pound of hops. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. That is very cool. But uh, So, yeah, we're brewing, on, we're brewing in a couple days. I'll let you know how it turns out. There should be a pretty quick turnaround on this beer, so hopefully it'll be done by the time you are in town. <laughs> that sounds great. At the very least, it'll be bot- it should be bottled by then. Okay. Well, Jeremy, I have a uh, beer brag that's kind of related because uh, it involves a homebrew. Mm. <laughs> it's not as a, uh, intricate as an experiment, but it is a new variety of drink that I brewed. And I have a brief quiz <laughs> that should make you mad. I think it will make you mad. I oh, don't know. Boy. Okay, bring um, it on. For you to figure out what I brewed, okay? Okay. So your challenge, I'm going to read some quotes. Mm-hmm. And the actor who portrays the character who said the quotes should lead you to what I brewed, okay? Okay. Okay, here's quote number one. I'm not so good with advice. Can I interest you in a sarcastic comment? Arnold Palmer. No. Oh, I, the... Okay, next one. Remember, this is a character... And you're going Ah. for the actor who portrayed the character. Okay. Quote number two. 
are, before you do that, are they all different movies, television shows, plays, etc.? Nope, this is all singular. Okay. Which might make it challenging if this is a gap in your knowledge, but... Gotcha. Quote number two. Could she be more out of my league? Oh, oh, um... <laughs> Quote number three. Even though I know you know, but you just can't think of it. You're right. This is this is making me mad. <laughs> ew, 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 ew. Ugly naked guy got a thigh master. Hmm. Um. Oh God. Now, do you know the show? It's a sh- So it's a show. Yes. If it's the Big Bang Theory, Michael, I am going to take a swing at you. No. Okay, good. I, um, then no. Workaholics? The show is Friends. Ah, I, I never watched it. <laughs> That's what I figured. Uh-huh. <laughs> the character is Chandler, as portrayed by Matthew Perry. Oh, okay. That's right. I made a Perry. Nice. Yeah. And um, uh, I guess okay. It's kind of like a cider without the sour malic acid. So uh, that's all I really have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the quiz took longer than the actual beer brag, but eh, um, probably the no, no. It, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's kind of a little smoother, just because it's not as uh, acidic and bitey. I mean, the difference between an apple and a pear, you can is almost analogous in the same way. Sure. Except you got a little uh, booziness there too. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, turned out all right. And um, uh, I might, uh, I might try it again with uh, some yeast. We have some a special beer coming up soon that I might hijack the yeast from and see what it can do with that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh-huh. listeners, stay tuned. Uh huh. That that one's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Yes. Yes. Jeremy. I have Michael. a little bit of bruise news. Ooh, Dios mio. Yes. I have a couple news articles here, but one is about beer and one is about the thing that is in the beer. And Jeremy, have you heard of glitter beers? No, but I saw the thing on uh, Twitter about yeah. how Portland has gone too far. <laughs> well, so these are beers that contain an edible glitter in them and really nothing to do with the flavor. It's all about the look. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks weird. It's like this iridescent beer. Maybe I'll have to, I'll definitely have to post a picture. It's pretty weird. It's hard to describe. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like a beer with glitter dumped in it, <laughs> which I realize isn't that good of a uh, simile or analogy, but. But it's not like a water with like glitter flakes no, in it no. floating around. It's, it's, like opaque glitter. Uh-huh. The only thing I can think of was there's those water weenies. Do you ever? Oh yeah. You play with one of those. Yeah, the, it's like the the two like a sea cucumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it like falls through your hands when you try to grab it. Uh huh. Um, basically like a tube. Yeah. Oh, God. God, what a, is a the elongated shape of torus? That? A cylinder. <laughs> a cind- cylinder without ends on it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we had one, and I think there was a lot like it, and it had this same like opaque glitteriness to it. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, this article is from Vice.com. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Glitter beers are here to make or ruin your day. From Beth Demon. Demon? Spell. Uh, D E M M O N. Demon? Demon? Well, Demon is more fun. <laughs> 
It is more fun. Sparkly cupcakes and glitter lattes have had their moments to shine, and now food-grade glitter products have finally infiltrated the traditionally male-dominated world of craft beer. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. All right, (laughs) I'm already angry. Continue. Right. Yeah, they play up the gender angle, but granted, a lot of detractors to this whole thing, you know, played up the gender angle, too. Good. This is why we can't have nice things. (laughs) Harkening forward to the FDR here, breweries like Ska Brewing, Three Weavers Brewing, and Bold Missy Brewing, and those are all over the country, actually, Uh both coasts and in the middle, are just a few of the rising number of brew houses who have released glitter-filled elixirs. Um, And the um, Bold Missy one has a lemon and pink peppercorn 6.8% ABV Saison. Huh. It's called the Trapper Keeper, and it's an homage to Lisa Frank. Uh Uh-huh. Who is Lisa Frank? Oh, you know, like, she had the very rainbowy pictures of, like, unicorns. Very popular um, when we were young amongst the female cohort in our grade schools. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> if you just literally Google Lisa Frank, I bet it will bring back uh, memories. Um, if you look oh, at okay. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. colorful, very yeah. okay. Ugh. precious, I guess you could say. I do not know why people have such fondness for the 90s. <laughs> I really don't. It was a very garish era. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's the uh, quick obligatory gender angle. Um, the fact that it's mostly women, if not all women, brewing glitter beer is not a coincidence. The quintessentially girlish garnish added to what's traditionally a man's industry is thanks to brewers reclaiming their right to femininity in beer, even as they fight rampant sexism in the beer industry. However, unlike things like beer for her or other ultra-gendered items, glitter beer is intended for everyone to enjoy. Sure it is. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, like I had said, the... The first thing I had heard about it was an article someone had posted that said, Portland, you've gone too far. Mm-hmm. And it made me happy because I'm going to be in Portland in like three months. Oh, so you saw all the things that you could go too far with. Well, I'm trying to remember where our Airbnb is. Airbnb? Airbnb. Good God. <laughs> and uh, I'm seeing that there is a uh, Cascade Brewing Barrel House. Interesting. Ooh. Like, within a walking distance. I'll, nice. I'll have to dig into this, but uh, yeah, ex- expect uh, Jeremy's adventures to the Pacific Northwest and beyond in, like, June? I don't oh, know. Oh, that'll be awesome. Alaska's in the trip, too, Michael. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah. The interesting part is, um, at least for me, was, like, the technicality behind yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's like, fine. <laughs> I like the science uh, behind it. They, like, usually add it to the keg because if you add it to the any place before that it will gum up the works yeah and um where they're seeing um popularity with it is at beer festivals and fundraisers and quote one of the brewers said when people come to my booth and try the one with sparkles in it they aren't just saying thank you and walking away to the next booth they're holding it up exclaiming showing their friends and taking photos it's awesome so it's a publicity stunt (laughs) well it's different yeah maybe it's a publicity stunt and that's cool don't get me wrong I mean, obviously, it's not for the flavor. Yeah. But could it be for the flavor? Well, I have another article that talks about that. Uh Uh-huh. And final little thought on the article. Yeah. The glitter-positive brewers easily shrug off the naysayers. If you aren't into it, don't drink it. It's as simple as that. That's fair. Yeah, which I think is what the takeaway is. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. 
So I was curious about what this glitter is. Uh-huh. So I found an article on eater.com. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you need to know about eating glitter from <laughs> Carolyn Weinberg. Everything you wanted to know about eating paste but were scared to ask. <laughs> it's basically saying glitter has been around since November 2017, or it, like the trend popped off then, and it's been in glitter lattes, strawberry jelly. <sighs> tarts, smoothies, and even gravy. (laughs) Um, But as the glitter trend gains steam, the FDA cautions that all glitters are not edible, and some environmental scientists are trying to give up glitter altogether. So what's the deal with glitter and food? Is it the same glitter I used in arts and crafts? Question mark. No. No. (laughs) Or at least it shouldn't be. So there's two forms of glitter you'll find on food, and one is edible, which is okay to eat, as the name suggests, and one is non-toxic. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> yes. So non-toxic is like you probably shouldn't really eat it. If you do, probably wouldn't do anything. But um, it's probably not going to be fun. Right. It's really not made for eating. So as an edible product, it's mandated to include a ingredient list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's in it? Ingredients in edible glitter commonly include sugar. I think it's pronounced what is it? Acacia, also known as gum arabic. Yeah. Yeah. Maltodextrin, so more sugar, sugar. <laughs> cornstarch, sugar polymer, uh-huh. and additives specifically approved for food use, including mica-based pearlescent pigments. That's the word to describe it, pearlescent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and FDNC colors, such as blue, et cetera, et cetera. So barring any food allergies, you should be able to really use it as much as you want. Mm-hmm. And the environmental part is basically, you know, like when they had the microbeads and all the soaps and stuff and it started ending up in like ponds and rivers. The question is, is this going to do the same thing? And now they're not supposed to do that anymore. Yeah. They know that's supposed they're supposed to remove those. uh, I think by now. So, so yes, glitter, everything, all glitter, everything. Look out for it in your food and check it out in a beer. If you're so inclined, I'll try to find one when I'm out West, Michael. It's. I think it'd be a fun novelty just to... I'll try to try. We'll put it that yeah, way. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Michael, what's next? <laughs> well, Jeremy, I think we need to wash our palate clean with a nice beer. Let's get into the FDR. Is this the last of the last season, Michael? Yes, that's a good point. We should bring that up. So, yeah, we're kind of cleaning out our winter reserve. Bring is right around the corner. I think it's literally the day after this episode is posted. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. So we have one more. I think it's technically a seasonal, but really it's the style lends itself to any time of the year. It is technically um, a uh, a winter seasonal. Yeah. Uh, so the FDR is where we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer. Jeremy, tell them what that beer is. Michael, this today for the season finale, question mark, <laughs> is Euphoria Pale Ale from Ska Brewing out of Durango, Colorado. Yes. Have you ever had anything from these guys before? I feel like I've had the the Hoppus Mandarina or something like. Oh God, what is that called? Their beers have terrible ska-related puns. <laughs> I was gonna it, say it sometimes, um, because they're based on Modus Hopperandi. That's what it was. Okay. That's an album, isn't it? I don't think so. What is that? There's a band the... called Operation Ivy. Okay. Well, I saw a beer, it was Rue B. Soho was one of their beers. Oh, really? Yeah, that's definitely a song. 
Yeah. That's a rancid song, although it's not a ska song. But you know, I was gonna not, say that's it's neither not here nor there. Right. <laughs> rancid does uh, have some ska songs, to be fair. Pink vapors, dude. Hop Ivy. There's Op Ivy. Okay, I get it. Okay. Uh, yeah, there it is. Ruby Soho. I ca- okay. I I think outside of the Hoppus Moderant. Oh my God. Uh, that one I said earlier. <laughs> I'm already forgetting it. Um, I don't think I've had anything. It's just a recent addition to the Iowa City area. Yeah, yeah. I I was just gonna say I've not had anything from these guys, so I'm looking forward to this one. Now, on the subject of ska, Jeremy, you you do enjoy. I sure uh, do. Ska. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick sidebar. Yeah. Top three ska bands for Jeremy. Who are they? Uh, are we talking all time? Are we talking live? Are we talking the ones I listen to the most? You got to be more specific here, Michael. Because <laughs> those right. are probably all different. You like music a lot. And um, let's see here. Let's go all time. Let's just. Okay. The greats. We'll just... Jeremy's Mount Rushmore with one head blown up of ska bands. Uh, probably less than Jake has to be on the list. Even yes. though their uh, output in the past uh, while has not, it's not wavered. It's not bad, but it's not like as great as I had, as their previous stuff would have. Um, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, if only because their live show is destructively good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Streetlight Manifesto. I was debating Real Big Fish in there. I was gonna say I yeah, do. I, I do like love those, those first few Real Big Fish albums, but they've not had a good uh, set millennia. <laughs> there's been like one good album they've put out since 1998 and it's only okay. And okay. But yeah, there, there's still a ton of fun to see live. So if you get a chance, I saw a woman triangle choke a giant man out in a real big fish show here in <laughs> town once. He was being a jerk and uh, she climbed on his back and threw him in a truck. Basically the, uh, the coquina clutch. Okay. Yeah. He, he did Samoa Joe's uh, choke out or she did Samoa Joe's choke out move on a guy who's easily twice her size. That's kind of cool. It was kind of cool. He, he had it coming. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Back to the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have some flavor text for this one to get us acquainted? We do, I believe. Did we say it was Euphoria Pale Ale? I think, I, think did. I did. Yes, I think you did. Uh, that's a long uh, time Here ago. we go. Euphoria Brewing. Anarchic. I did say that right. Enlightenment. Brewed in strict accordance with do-it-yourself methodology. The beer of choice for epic powder days, brah. This seasonal beer is brewed in the DIY spirit along with our friends from Venture Snowboards. Hence the seasonal. We brew ah. Euphoria with them, and they make a Euphoria snowboard with us. And we call it a Ska Venture Venture. Both make winter better, and both are handcrafted in the mighty San Juans. A big backbone of malt, with plenty of caramel sweetness and just a touch of chocolate and toast, provides enough alcohol to stay warm through the winter months. But it's the epic grapefruit hop aroma and flavor, provided by a huge dry hop addition at the end of the fermentation to really make this seasonal beer shine. We've got an ABV of 6.2, 58 IBUs, and an SRM, or color, of 15. I don't know what... I can't remember like what the SRM scale runs from. Uh, zero, like zero to, to a lot. It's something yeah. like that. I. Yeah. That's uh, another thing I need to figure out for the beer that we're going to brew this weekend. Uh, sidebar, what <laughs> is the name of that piece of lab equipment where you put a little fluid in a little cuvette and shine a light through it and find out... like a Bradford? Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure you're thinking about a Bradford measurement. Or it's not a spectrometer or something like that. Spectrophotometer? Oh, yeah. That sounds right, kind of. Bradford reagent. I believe it's blue. Yeah, <laughs> it is. 
Kumasi blue. What up? That <laughs> stuff gets everywhere. It, it measures uh, proteins, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a while. Uh-huh. Bradford protein assay. Spectroscopic analytical procedure used to measure the concentration of protein in a solution. It is subjective, i.e. dependent on the amino acid composition of the measured protein. Michael, do you remember your amino acids? Um, I bet I could rattle off. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean the codons. Oh, no. I do not remember the codons. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I kind of I have to know that. Yeah. Anywho, uh, let's, let's get to the beer. There's a whole bunch of snowboarding stuff on the top. There's like a euphoric skeleton man in, I don't know, is that ska garb? I mean, he's wearing a leather jacket and a checkerboarded uh, beanie and scarf combo. So I suppose yeah. if it was kind of. <laughs> a lot of bands, early English ska and stuff like that, the Addicts, Addicts, I don't know how you pronounce it. Bands like that had a lot of checkerboards and a lot of uh, uh, Clockwork Orange-esque imagery. Oh, droogs. Oi, droogies, they don't call me dim no more. Yeah, I haven't watched that in a while. It's a good movie. But um, been to Durango. I went there with cousin of the show, Andrew. What feels like, uh, well, was 18 years ago. God. Uh. Uh. Let's open the beer. Yes. <laughs> Enough of that nonsense. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, looks like your standard pale ale. Um, it's a copper color, I would say. It's a little bit darker than some... Yeah, not a lot. Yeah, it is on a little on the darker, darker side for an IPA, as opposed to say a uh, all day IPA. There, that's a good one that most people yeah. would know. I have a big frothy head on mine. Me too. I'm actually waiting for it to settle a little bit here before I continue. I just did uh, the same pouring. thing. Um, what do you? It's it's a little haze. It's a little uh opaque. There's a slight haze there. Yeah. No, it does. I mean, you can get light coming through it, and if you hold it up right. against a monitor, you can see sort of through it. Mm-hmm. If you get it at just the right angle, you can see through it. It's by no means like a uh, one of these orange juice bombs that I hope we can right. make on Friday. <laughs> yes. Uh, what are you getting from the nose? Um, a kind of classic pale ale type scent. Um, little on there's a little citrusy in there, mm-hmm. but also a little kind of grassiness too. This is not terribly old, so finally we're, uh... Oh, well, maybe it is. Eh, whatever, screw it. I don't think it's too bad. No, it definitely doesn't have any uh, weird off... Spoilers, Michael, I've already gone in, so why don't you go in? Okay. Um, it's good. I like it. I think we're a couple months past the Best Buy date. Okay, is that a brood by date, though? Is it a... I think it says BBD. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see that showing through yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit. We're going to get around this issue at some point, Michael. We need <laughs> to uh, find out of the beers we have which need to be done first and then go for Yeah, it. this one just kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit, I think. It did, but it's but still it's not still, bad. Yeah, yeah, still not bad. Definitely has a lot of uh, grapefruit, as the mm-hmm. flavor text said. Haha, <laughs> flavor text. It's really not that bitter at all. I mean, it's 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 bitter, but it's not uh, paint your tongue type bitter. Yeah, it's it's what's a good uh, R I Y L for this one? Recommended uh, if you like. Oh, it's 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 fruitier than like a uh, a Sierra Nevada, right? But it's not as fruity as do do do, do fresh squeezed. Yeah. It kind of falls right in it's between there a little bit. It's sort of in between. It, it, it's not 
piney at all. No. But it does have like a little bit of like a grapefruit pith, grapefruit yeah. rind sort of bitterness to it, which I enjoy. I like grapefruit. Um, the mouthfeel is a little, it's not that thick. No, it's and actually, not. I kind of like that um, in this instance, I think. I don't know. I think if it was really sloshy and thick, it would, might be a little too cloying. It would be like a, li- a little too much yeah, on the tongue. I can see that. This one's difficult. It's it's good, but it's not you know jumping out and kind of smacking me around. Right. The malt is it's like there, but it's not a supporting role. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna say it's more like an extra in the scene more than a a, a character with lines. <laughs> so you're saying this is a. Uh... Catch-22 after Thomas Kalnaki left to form Streetlight Manifesto as opposed to a Catch-22 of Keysby Knights era? Yes. Uh, I, I agree with me. Is that a ska reference? It is a ska reference. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of deep dive. Uh... <laughs> oh, I, God, you wait. know what? It was funny. Um, ironically, I was w- at work the other day and a radio I did not have control over, <laughs> but was... Playing good songs. Uh, a, a Goldfinger song came on. Actually, like the only Goldfinger song I know. I think here, they're here ska. in your bedroom. They're, yeah, they're ska. Or oh no, if it's the only one you know, it's Superman from Tony Hawk. <laughs> no, I think don't think it was that. What was that song? Maybe I know more dun, than dun, one song. Dun 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 dun. No. No. You never played Tony Hawk. I did, but not enough you to get it. You would remember that friggin' drilled song. into my head. Yeah. I didn't own Tony Hawk. Let me put it. Oh, that okay. Way. Yeah, Goldfinger. Oh, God, how many? I saw Goldfinger a few times back in the day, and then their uh, singer became a militant vegan. Oh, and they they would be like, "We'll hang out with you after the show if you come to our booth and talk about veganism." And like, uh, oh. uh, it's like a timeshare. Uh, it kind of was actually. That's a really good analogy. This is a uh, here in your bedroom. Yeah, that's that's the name. That's the name of the song. Yeah. Yes. That'd be the next one. I would say. Yeah. They have a pretty good cover of 99 Red Balloons, though. It's oh, worth, really? It's worth checking out. What about um, who's saying uh, the super rad? Are they a Scott man? You're going to have to sing this song, Michael. Uh, the Aquabats. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never really listened to them. They are a Scott man. I think they have an adult sl- or a, a Cartoon Network children's show at the moment based on their uh, mythos, I guess you would call it. <laughs> God, wow, we we really went off the rails there, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an MU330 joke in there somewhere, but I don't <laughs> know what it is. Yeah, God, en- enough. Okay, well, back to the beer. Yes. There's no um, yeast. The hops are okay. They're they're good. The malt. I actually is... think the hops is probably the best thing about the beer. Yeah. I mean, which you would want in a pale ale, but that's also kind of good praise from me. Sure. Who's not a big hop head, but. I do like the hop profile. It's, I don't, I can't, I'm not good enough at pulling individual hops out to, you know, determine what the blend is or what the predominant one is, unless it's something weird like I'm told it's mosaic. But mm-hmm. yeah, I like to know what's in there. But um, I assume this is kind of some sort of you know neo pantheon of hops that are widely used these days. You know, the that's citras, my guess. The, yeah, um, uh, the mosaics, things like that. Cascade, West Coast Sea hops that are nice and fruity. Chinook. Yeah. Can I can I go back to the can a little bit? Yeah, go for it. At the top here, does this mean anything to you? There's a string of words. It says on my can, Daffy, 
hibernate, curl, recycle, skin up fatty, lutz, skeleton, recycle, ice fish, check, recycle. I think all of those except the word recycle are uh, snowboard tricks. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Ice yeah. fish, yeah. I, okay. I, I feel like that's what it is. As I know a Lutz is. Did you ever snowboard? <laughs> no. Okay. From Western Iowa, Michael. There aren't any hills in Western <laughs> Iowa. What are you talking you, about? You got cross-country skiing at best, right? <laughs> You've got be getting a sled behind like a truck and hope that, that your friend doesn't <laughs> peel out going down a gravel road. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, I played a lot of 1080 snowboarding, but um, me too. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great game. Fishbone was in there. The, the yeah, move, I not the that... band. Also a ska band. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, they're pretty. I saw them perform. Oh yeah, you uh, saw them recently. Uh, I think you Truth and Soul at Riot Fest. They played the whole album. It was awesome. Yeah. All right, let's get into the ratings. Yeah. I oh, think. Wow. I think our diversions might be kind of hinting in that don't have a lot to say about this. Beer. It's it's. I'm kind of indifferent. It's not bad. It's not. I, I'm. It's nothing is changing, but in an IPA, do you really expect anything to change unless it's some sort of weird like Belgian IPA or a black IPA or adjective IPA? Right. I feel like this is sort of a just a a solid. Uh, I was gonna say solid, yeah. One hundred one grapefruity IPA. Yeah, I get this winter because they're doing it with this snowboarding company, but aside that, I don't think anything about it makes it a winter specific brew so well, the, the, yeah i mean the only the only winter specific brews like i can think of are like accumulation the white ipa oh yeah from uh new belgium yeah yeah which There's is another one that i can't it think of it feels but, um, like that's a lemony sort of ipa right yeah i mean you can put a twist on it i guess to kind of bring it into the like a wintery nice and frosty winter. yeah yeah carrots um, coal scarves <laughs> Jeremy, do you want to rate first, or shall I? Uh, I'll give it a three. <laughs> I'm about... Went right for the jugular there. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 good. It's fine. It's above average. I would, like, above, like... I mean, if it was, like, between this and, say, a, uh, uh, a Mickey or a Hams or something like that, I would take this. It's yeah. totally fine. It's... I would not begrudge anyone, you know, having this as their go-to. Just like, eh, I kind of want a beer. Yeah. I mean, it's a wonderful beer. So, Is it wonderful? <laughs> Jeremy, would you make like a ska band and pick it up, pick it up, pick it up? Pick... <laughs> I can't even do it. <gasps> you know, I actually stole that. That that was, uh, I think Cameron Esposito tweeted that. She's... It was probably Jonah Ray. Because when... Because, I mean, because when he's not making money off of other people's work, he's busy. <laughs> he's bu- okay. Seriously, let's. I mean, Joan Ray slam. Okay, I don't really like him, so I don't really care. I I saw them do uh, stand the Nerdist podcast live do stand up mm-hmm. uh, several years ago, and uh, his his only good story was about watching uh, Lars Ulrich from Metallica download a song off Napster. <laughs> okay? That does sound like a really good story, though. You have to admit it, it, that. Oh, it was a good story. Don't get me wrong. So that's like, oh, I saw this once, which, you know, all right, funny story. He put his own spin on it. He's starring in the reboot of, drumroll, what is it, Michael? Lars or Jonah Ray? Jonah Ray. 
What show is he starring in currently? I don't know. Um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 reboot. Oh, which is, on Netflix. Which is double the making money off other people's work. <laughs> Touche. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> it, yeah, but, but I, I mean, but it, whatever. I'm not going to – there's – hey, it could be Dane Cook. If, that, if you like the man, <laughs> go for it. It's cool. I don't care. He's just not for me, and I have certain problems with the man. I thought you were going to say um, he said something about ska. Cause... He makes a lot of garbage ska puns. <laughs> or at okay. least he did when I uh, uh, listened to the Nerdist podcast oh so long okay. ago. Yeah. It was either Rhea Butcher or Cameron Esposito who did a tweet like that. But it was done in a much uh, more deft way than... Yeah. Um... Uh, to answer your question, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sure. It was, if the price was right, it's like a kind of why not. If it, um, if it was like seven to eight dollars and I could get it like fresh, I would totally go for it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we're kind of handicapped by the um, BBD, the Best Buy date. Um, I'm glad you made sure to say what that meant, Michael. Oh God. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, too much cards with humanity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cards against humanity. Excuse me. Cards with humanity. <laughs> cards with that's like a completely it's called pinochle, Michael. <laughs> um, what about you, Michael? What What's the rating? I'm glad you went first. I'm actually going to match your rating of a three. It's. I think that's fair. It's. It gets more credit than just a. Eh, but it's. Right. But it's nothing to write home to mother about. Right. It has piqued my interest in this brewery, though. I would like to. Oh, try absolutely. Some more. So we can make that happen. Uh, at the next trade. Yeah. Or we'll you know you can just. Out. Get some on your own, you jerk. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never seen it up here. Well, so. not. I mean, when you're down here. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, I got to get some, like, um, peace tree and stuff when I'm down there. Oh, yeah. Like, good Iowa beer that's super local or relatively local. Fun. Oh, fun fact. Do, do, do. Breaking, breaking news, Michael. Um, mm-hmm. So, Big Grove's one year anniversary here in Iowa City is this Thursday. Oh. And you have off work. I do have off work. They So, needless to say, I will be there at 4 o'clock when they tap their pin of Root Beer Imperial Stout. Root Beer Imperial Stout. Root Beer, you heard me. They have oh, that's a, interesting. Their base, uh, their base Imperial Stout, or barrel-aged stout, rather, is called Richard the Whale. And for mm-hmm. special occasions, they tap like vanilla. Yada, 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 Imperial Stout. Root Beer. And on Do you think to- they put, like, sarsaparilla in there? I have no clue, but I am going to harass someone until I find out. <laughs> yeah, to do some investigative reporting on and that. And on top of that... Wear a blazer. Uh, I believe I've spoken about the Hopocalypse series at mm-hmm. n- ad nauseum you on the show. Yes. The one I was unable to get my hands on this year, the one that I missed, is making a resurgence. Ooh. It's going to be their second ever bottled beer. It was... Bottled yesterday. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So that'll be fresh. Yeah, it will. So if you're lucky, I'll hold on to it, but I probably won't. <laughs> I'll probably have that on Friday while we're brewing our IPA. So, um, but yeah, stay tuned, Michael. I'll have some, uh, I should probably have some solid beer brags next week. They also have free birthday cake. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, yeah, I guess we'll leave it there. That's another one down the gullet. Indeed it is. I'm going to try a new compact method of the social media plugs. Cool. 
If you like the show, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, or just email us at apmpod.gmail.com. And subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? Is that pretty good? And uh, oh, I should mention Mike because he does. Yeah. Mike Untapped, at Host yes. Emeritus on Untapped at APM Pod. Yes. So thanks for listening. Tell a friend. <laughs> Tell a friend. And uh, <laughs> we'll check you next time. So for Jeremy, this has been Michael. For Michael, this has been Jeremy. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>